give you the highest praise this morning. Hallelujah, God, for showing up, God. Thank you, Jesus. On this morning, have your way. In this service, have your way. In us, have your way. In the man of God, have your way, Father. Have your way. Have your way. We invite you, Jesus. God can do it. He can clean us up and make us new. And we can go forward in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to welcome everybody. You know, Pastor Linda's not here this morning, so she normally one pushing us forward and helping us see what God can do. So it's me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you've already done this morning. God, we just thank you for what you're going to do. Is there any visitors today? First-time visitors? Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Welcome. Welcome to Live in Faith. We love God. We praise God. As you can see, we praise Him. We don't have a problem praising God. And we invite you to continue to praise Him with us. Amen. 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 God is so good, guys. I know Pastor Linda's on a cruise to Alaska going to see Tony Evans and all of them. I just thank God. I thank God for that opportunity. Opportunities God just keeps presenting and presenting. God is so good. So good. So good. I, and I believe that when we bless God's people, God blesses us. Not just the pastors, but even us as, as followers. And, and we bless others. God's going to come up and, and bless us too. So I just thank God. I thank God. I thank God. Hallelujah. As I pray before uh, the man of God comes up, I, I just thank you for Apostle David. God, I pray, God, that you would just continue to bless him, God. Continue to give him all he needs to lead this flock, God. I thank you and I praise you for him, God. We love you, God. He loves you, God. As he shows us your word and presents your word and encourages us in your word, God. Have your way. Have your way. We are willing and listening vessels. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Test one, two. Man, testing one, two. Okay, there we, go. there we go. Amen, amen. While you're standing, I just want to take a moment to pray with the refuge family. Amen. We've taken Ty over to down south to camp for a week. Uh-oh. Come on up here, Ty. You know, many don't know that this young man is a miracle. They said he wasn't going to live how long? Four years old. And he's what? Fifteen? Seventeen. Got me. If you hear his story, you know God has his hand on Ty's life. And he's getting ready to go away for camp for a week. And this is the first time he's really been away from mommy bear. Amen. For that length of time by himself. Hmm, come on up here, man. Let's talk with you. Want to pray for them? You want to come stand with your brother? 
Man, because, you know, you guys, have, you guys haven't been without him for your whole life. You know, so. This is, this is some, some people say, why are you praying? Because this is a big deal in his life. Amen. And we just want to pray for the family and pray that God will just give them peace in their hearts while this integral part of their family is gone for a week. Amen. He's, he's growing up to be a, quite a young man. Amen. In spite of the odds. And we thank God for that. Amen. So let's just reach our hands toward him and his family. And Lord, just lift them in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you right now for this miracle, God, that you allow us to have in our midst, God. We thank you for Ty, God. And we ask you, Lord, that you just watch over him, that you would be with him as you're expanding his horizons. Lord, as he's growing more and more in you, Lord, and we pray for his mom, dad, and his siblings standing here with him, God. Lord, that your peace would be upon them, God. Even as they leave to travel him, take him down to the camp, God, that you would just let your peace be in the vehicle, God. Lord, that as they come back, I know there will be a few tears possibly, but God is unto your glory. So we thank you for opening this door for him, for making the way for him, God. And he's excited about it, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for just this, this miracle in his life, God. We give you glory and praise. We pray for safety over him, safety over their travels, and let your divine will be done, Lord. And we stand in the ready to hear the testimony of your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Let's pray for the word this morning. I thank God for that opportunity to pray for him. Father, we just thank you. And we surrender ourselves, Lord, to you. Lord, I yield myself to you, God. Lord, that you would speak to our hearts and our minds, Lord, as your word comes forth, God. Move me out of the way. Lord, and let your truth, Lord, and your understanding, your revelation come forth into our lives, God, and that we would, we would be as fertile soil, Lord, to receive the engrafted word, Lord, that, that it may bring forth fruit in our lives, Lord. Fruit, hallelujah, unto the remaining for your kingdom. Lord, that we could be the light and the salt that you've called us to be, Lord. That we would walk day in and day out with a kingdom perspective, Lord. And all that we put our hands to do, God, as we grow in you, as we trust you and believe you at your word, Lord. We know that you're able. So as you impart your word, as you impart your truths, God, we cancel every device, every scheme, every plot of the enemy to come and bring any distraction. Hallelujah. We want to hear what your spirit is saying unto the church. So let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Just thanking God for another day. Greetings to everybody. Just being here is always good. Amen. And I'm always glad. I'm, you know, I'm glad to be saved. Amen. In, in the days and the times in which we live, things just keep getting crazier and crazier and unpredictable. Amen. And it's good to know that you have one thing, the, the main thing, the number one thing that's steady and stable, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That he, he said he's the same, what? Today, yesterday, and forever. We can depend on him when everything else is going crazy and everybody's redefining everything. You can't redefine God. He's God. Amen? You can't mess with that. Man, so we're just glad, amen, to be here. Just ask you to just continue to 
keep Pastor Linda and Lynette up in prayer as they departed yesterday on their Mother's Day cruise. Amen. You know, so we're just praying that God will just meet them there as they rest and relax and enjoy the, the time and, and the events with uh, Pastor Dr. Tony Evans and his daughter and all the things that they're going to be taking place in that group. So we just thank God, amen, that they have this opportunity. Got questions for you. Have you been making room for your blessing? As Pastor Linda spoke on last week, make room for what? You know, and as I thought about it, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, well, that just continues, the, the message just continues to line up with what? Amen. Freeing us up. Amen. Because in order to make room, you got to let go. You got to give up some things. Amen. And make room for more. You know, if you don't get rid of the old, there's no room for the new. Isn't that right? You know, and as, even as I was, you know, reflecting on that, you know, I began to think about the message that I, I spoke on last week. Or not last week, because she spoke last week, but on the 24th of, of July, and I was talking about, you know, letting go of stuff. Amen. Getting rid of stuff. Amen. And not just holding on and keeping stuff. And, you know, and because it, it continues to cost us. You know, in, but in that context, I was talking more naturally. You know, I was talking about my storage unit that I wasted money on for many years before I had enough sense to just let it go. Get rid of it. But there's another area, amen, that I just want to spend a few minutes on this morning, and that's talking about the other side of letting go of stuff. And that's in our hearts. Sometimes our hearts are so cluttered, amen, it's got so much stuff, amen, that we have not let go of, and that too is costing us more than we realize. It keeps, it keeps us stuck in a place. It keeps us, you know, with the same view of situations and circumstances. You know, so we got to get to that place that we let go of the stuff that's piled up in our hearts. Amen. And, and release it unto God. Amen. Because truly, if we just do that, amen, again, it's what? Freeing us up to be able to receive more and better than what we have there. Sometimes it's hard to let go because it hurts and it's pains and it's disappointment and it's loss. You know, and but that speaks to, you know, how much do we trust God in that area? You know, so we got to say, okay, Lord, I, I need to release this. I need to let it go. And speaking of that, I'm going to go ahead and release the children to their classes. Amen. Because they're just delivering. They're ready. They're ready to roll. Amen. You know, but, you know, as you clean out your garage and you clean out your closets and, you know, you clean out the backyard and all that junk, amen, don't forget to clean out your heart with stuff from the past and stuff that's held you down and, and slowed you up, amen, forgiving and letting him have it. Who's him? God. God, amen. Let it, let's let it go and trust, amen, that, you know, he's already paid the bill. He's paid it off. You know, there's nothing that we have gone through, amen, or struggled with that the Lord did not already know was coming our way. Amen. So someone might say, well, why did he let it happen? Because, you know, we live in a fallen world. Amen. You know, and, and the scripture teaches us that it rains on the just as well as the unjust. The difference is we have somebody to turn to. The difference is we have somebody to cast our cares upon. Amen. Amen. So we don't have to continue to carry the weight, the, the, the burdensome, heavy weight 
that comes with the issues of the heart and the mind and the soul, amen. Those things, amen, they, they can attach themselves to us, amen, to agree it's hard to release them, amen. I, I look at how it says in Matthew 11. Let's look at that passage real quick, a couple of passages, then we're going to move on. Matthew 11, 28 to 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor, labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In other words, he don't want us carrying all that stuff. Amen. And I know, you know, at times past when I was carrying a lot of stuff, it's heavy. Amen. I, I remember being in a place at one time, amen, I had just so much going on in my life and in my heart and my mind that I was ineffective. Amen. I was almost just paralyzed, couldn't really focus on anything else or, or do the things that I really needed or wanted to do because there was just so much weight that I was dealing with. And once I was able to release that stuff, amen, I was freed up, amen, to do so much more and to receive so much more. So I, I'm not just talking academically. I'm talking from experience that if you learn how to clean up your heart, clean out your heart, let that release it, give it to God. Amen. He's able to come and give you rest for your soul. Amen. Anybody can use that rest? Yes. Amen. We can, I think we can all use that rest. I know I appreciate it. Amen. Because in 1 Peter, amen, 5 and 7, it says this, cast all your cares upon him. Amen. All your cares. He didn't say, you know, just the light stuff. You know, but he said all your cares. He said cast all your cares on him for he careth for you. You know, and these two passages, amen, they, they, again, line up with, you know, this area we're talking about, the freedom. Freedom. We want to be freed up, amen, so that now we can operate in the joy, amen. If he, you know, in other words, he said, give your care. You know, he said, cast means to give, to toss, to release, to let go. So he's saying give, the, and it's all about giving so we can receive the freedom that God wants us to receive. You know, you got to let go in order to receive. Isn't that right? Because we do that and we trust him in all things, amen, God begins to move in a mighty way in our lives. It opens the door and, and gives him room to operate. But when we're holding on, amen, he can't operate like he wants to operate. You know, and I know I want him to operate in my life. How about you? Amen. amen. That, that passage in the Amplified says it like this. Amen. He says, cast the whole of your care. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, he said, once and for all, on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. So he said, you know, all those anxieties, those worries, all these things, amen, it just can't get no plainer than that because he cares. He's watching us and he sees our struggles and he sees our, our turmoil and our pain. He said, can I have it? Can you give it to me? Can you trust me? Amen. That I'll, I'll only do you good. I'll, you know, he, as the word says, all things work together for the good of them that love him. You know, and I was just really thinking about even that last night, you know, all things work together for the good 
And, and sometimes it's hard to apply that scripture when you, we have a loss. Or, you know, things just ain't going like we want to. It's hard to apply. How can this work for my good? But we need to realize that God knows better than we do. Amen. And he sees much further than we ever could. Amen. He can use those situations and circumstances, amen, if we would just trust him. And see, this is where it comes in because we don't understand. It's hard to trust when we don't understand. Hallelujah. Right? And this is where our faith has to kick in. I don't understand, God, but I'm going to trust you anyway. I don't get it, but I'm, I'm going to trust you anyway. I, you know, this, this past week, we went up to spend some time with our grandkids, with Naomi and her three and, and Bailey Rain, she's really showed, I wanted to show the video, but I don't have it right now. But she showed, she, I, I was watching her because we went to this, this um, sports arena. And they have this apparatus in there that the children can get up on. They got harnesses and safety and all that. And, and they can just go on all these you know, walkways and rope ladders and all this stuff. But they have a, a, a zip line part that goes way out and around and comes back to the landing spot. And, and little Bailey, she got on there. She's only about so big. And she got up to the, 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 the edge of it. You know, she's doing all the moving her little cable to make sure it was in the right spot. She did all that confidently. But when she got to the edge of that platform, it was about a 20-foot drop. You know, and, and she, she looked. I wish I had the video up. She just looked, and she, she backed up. And she started chewing her nails. And I was standing down there videoing her and her mom and her grandma. We all watched. Come on, Bailey, you got this. You got this. And she looked. And her mom was telling her, well, you can go back. She's like, no, I can't go back. Because there's other kids behind her. You know, and then she, she over there, she would step, and she backed up. And she looked around like someone's going to come and fix it for her. You know, but eventually she got up her courage and she stepped off. And she held on nervously and went around. Five minutes later, she right back. And, and I don't know how many times over and over she kept doing it over and over again. I said, now that's just like us with God. When he says leap, when he says trust me, at first we're not sure. And I think some of us are still on the edge. Haven't made the leap yet in this area or that area. But just like Bailey Rain, once you make the leap and you know he's got you. And he's not going to let you fall. He's not going to let you hurt. Then we're able to walk out because why? We, we, we push past the fear of falling, the fear of failing, the fear that he just not, might not be there for us. You know, he's, he's always there. If we just step out and trust God and let him do it, amen. So we got to trust him in order for him to prove himself to us. Yes. Right? You can't trust something if you never tried it. Right? So I say try God. In that area, I know you're saved and I know you love God and all that, but sometimes there's these areas in our life that we just haven't really fully trusted him. We just haven't stepped off the edge and allowed him to be who he wants to be. Too many Christians are carrying heavy emotional baggage. Amen. And God wants us to be set free. Amen. He wants us to be able to operate fully and completely and not being paralyzed by these things that the enemy wants to continue to use against us. Amen. So we should be able to navigate all these waters. The more we trust him, the easier it becomes. Amen. And 
Because when we don't, we get paralyzed, and, and, and it makes our witness ineffective in places and areas. Amen. We can say God is good, but when this area of my life is touched, we start stammering, and we start backpedaling. And we, no, that's the area you need to trust in right there and believe that he's able. Amen. But enough on that. Amen. I just wanted to touch on that because I don't want us carrying this baggage and having our hearts cluttered. Amen. Because that's how, where the enemy wants us to be. Let go. Even, you know, we got to, you know, let it go. Release it and let God have it. Amen. And that's also, like I said, it sets you free. And I like free. How about you? I like free of my soul, free of my spirit, free in the grocery store. Free at the shopping mall. Amen. Free, free, free. Everything free, right? Y'all see them commercials about the taxing free, 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 free. That dog is free, 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 free. You know, you know, God wants us to be free. You know, so you find yourself struggling in any area, you need to have a conversation with him. Amen. Because he wants us to be his representatives. Going to and fro in the earth. Amen. He wants us to be his hands and his feet, his mouthpiece. Amen. And we can't do that completely and fully if we're bound up. Amen. If someone's struggling, I know what you mean. I'm there too. What kind of help is that? You know, instead of saying, you know, I've been there, but let me tell you about my God. See, it gives you an open door because you've been freed up from there. You can identify, but you've been freed up to help somebody else. And that's what he wants us to do. Amen. That way we, we, can, we can glorify him. See, too much of life has become self-centered. Amen. And, and self-glorifying. Amen. We see it all around us on the media and everywhere else we look. We, we see it. Amen. And it, it's become that way. But our call as Christians, our job, amen, is to glorify him, is to lift him up. You know, I've, I've seen, you know, sad to say, you know, I, I've seen and listened to some well-known pastors, amen, and, and who are, you know, in my opinion, and I, you know, I remain nameless, but when I see different things, it bothers me because it's almost like, they're more of a motivational speaker, you know, more, you know, telling you how God came to make your life so good, you know, and just all, all these things. And, and it's all about he came to save you and make you better and do all these things for you and just call upon him. and He'll fix this and he'll fix that. He'll change this. And it makes it about us. And it makes that, that God, instead of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, who came to save us from this world. Yeah. Amen. So that we can be his light and representatives and we can spend eternity with him. You know, it's almost as if they're saying, well, just trust him and he'll 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 just make everything for he came to serve you. Uh, and to make all things better for you, you know, and that 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 give me instead of it, it makes us the consumers again. Rather than the servant. <laughs> it puts us in the center. Rather than him in the center. He always tells us that if we live godly. But they don't talk about them scriptures. If you live godly, you shall suffer persecution. The scripture says that you will be hated for my namesake. That's not very motivating, is it? So that, that don't fit with the motivational <laughs> message. You know, but truth is what sets us free. 
And we understand that when these things come, God has a reason and a purpose for all things in our lives. Amen. Yet we will trust him. I'm not going to trust him because he did this, that, and the other. I'm trusting because he's God. Amen. He's greater than all these other things. Amen. So we need to get to that place. Christ is the center. He is the focus. He is the center point. Not me, not you, but him. And our lives must revolve around him. Amen. And all that we do, amen, for the glory of God. So, question again. Has God done enough in your life that if he never did another thing for you, (laughs) you would still be committed and dedicated to live for him? Because sometimes we we just serve him for what he can do. And he said he'll do a lot of things. But that can't be our motivation. Amen. We serve him because we love him. You know, is it like me saying, well, I, 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 I'll continue to live with my wife and love her as long as she does my laundry, cooks my meals, and, <laughs> you know, you know do, do all these things and, and bring the money home. And, you know, uh, but when she stops doing all those things, I don't know if I want to be in this no more. That don't sound too good, do it? At least not to someone in their right mind. You know, maybe someone is looking for a servant. That's not God's plan in marriage. Amen. So we look at all these things that no matter what happens, no matter what he does, I, I believe I will serve him till the end. How about you? He never does another thing. Amen. Because he's worthy. Amen. Of our worship. He's worthy of our praise. Amen. So I, I choose to serve him until he comes to take us home. You know, as we've been talking about this giving, amen, and we're going to continue in this message. This will be part three, I believe, of giving, you know, the, the freedom in giving. Amen. And see, and again, the more I dig into it, the more I'm like, wow. I mean, the time does not preclude. So we got a lot of ground to cover this morning in that area. But, you know, we think about the scripture talks so much about giving in so many different ways and areas. You know, I fully believe that Christians, a Christian must be a giver. Right? Because, I mean, we think about, you know, the, the, we, we see so many opportunities that come across our path. Amen. So as we, we look at this, amen, we be, he, be, he started the whole thing by giving, amen, us the opportunity to be saved. It said that now, in, in looking at this passage, and you know, it's a so familiar passage, more probably the most quoted passage in the scripture, John three sixteen, Amen. But when we look at it a little bit deeper, Amen, it helps us. He said, "But for God so loved the world that He gave. He demonstrated His love by giving." Amen. So, so we can't get away from giving when we look in the Bible. It's all over the place. He said, "He He gave His only begotten Son." that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, and we, we look at that passage, and, but I want to take it a little bit deeper and, and bring a little more context to it by, by reading a little bit before in the passage, even after, and, and give us a, a greater context, you know, why Jesus said this in the midst of his, his discourse as he was teaching, and why he said it. So we back up to the 14th verse, 
And he says this, it says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Now, if those who don't know the story, or in the wilderness, the, the children of Israel had got so stiff-necked that God was ready to destroy them. I mean, they had backslidden, and they, you know, they were vacillated so much that at one point, amen, he sent the Enrods, then they would get bitten, and they would die. So he told told him to take a, I think it was Moses or Aaron, I forget which one exactly, but he told him to, to put, you know, a serpent upon a pole and to lift it up in the air. And he said those that lifted up their eyes and looked at the servant would live. But those that were too stiff-necked to raise their head, they would die. And, and so this was kind of a solemnitude of what we see in Christ because he goes on to say here, you know, as it says, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. In other words, if we look, uh, look unto Jesus, amen, for our salvation, we will live. But if we're too stiff-necked and we look to, to the world for our salvation, you're going to die. Amen? amen? But it goes on to say this. He says, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he's saying it's the lifting up of Jesus. Amen. So that we have the opportunity to know him. Amen. And the opportunity to be saved. And then the 17th verse he says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The world is saved through his giving. The world is saved through the lifting up of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. But notice what he said. He said that he sent him into the world not to condemn the world. Now, there was many, many, many reasons that he should condemn us. Right? And guess what? God knew them all. Amen. He, he knows all the reasons that we should be condemned. But he didn't, he didn't send his son to bring condemnation but salvation. He sent his son to deliver us from us, from ourselves. Amen. Even though he knew and yet knows all the negative things in our life, amen, that would bring condemnation and should bring condemnation from anywhere else. But we serve a loving and a forgiving and a just God who made a way that we might have opportunity to be saved. You know, so through that giving, amen, it gave us a chance, you know, through our believing, amen, to come to him. You know, and I think about that, you know, the Lord often uses material things to get a spiritual attention of the people. You know, when we look at the scriptures, amen, when we talk about lifting up Jesus, lifting up the serpent, that was something natural that they could see, amen, but it was to get a spiritual truth to them. And we see so many places in scripture where Jesus did miracle after miracle, and following the miracle, what did he do? He would teach them spiritual principles. So he would get their attention in the natural, amen, by giving them an example or performing a miracle, amen, and getting their attention. And, and then he would use that opportunity, amen, in order to give them spiritual truth, to draw them unto himself, amen. So we can, we can, take, we can take something from that. Isn't that right? Amen, by, by being able to be a giver. You know, when you give people something, you get you got their attention. 
right? right. What's the, what's, I mean, we look at the advertising on TV, you know, on BOGO, buy one, get one free. Start up the car, I'm on the way. You know, we, we, we love sales. We love those types of things because it gets our attention. Amen. Because why? We're still at heart and in too many ways and too often consumers. Amen. We're looking for opportunities, amen, to, to save and to get ahead. You know, but Jesus used those opportunities to still give. He would give them a miracle. He would give them food to eat feeding 5,000 one time and 4,000 other time, but then he would turn around and not ask anything of them, but then give them spiritual truth on top of the natural that he's given them. So he's, he's just heaping in this giving thing. Jesus is, amen, and see, if we want to be like Jesus, that's why I say Christians must be, what is it? Givers. Amen, we should be givers in nature, givers at heart, amen, when we think about these, you know, as he goes. So as we do, and, and, and so, as we look at this, amen, and have this freedom of giving, you know, we see it even now. We see charities around the world. You know, right? You know, we see charities that, you know, love God and, and, and charities that just love people because they're not professing to be a, a, a Christian charity. But at the same, what happens is they're still getting the people's attention. Because they're giving, amen. And now people begin to trust them and depend upon them because they're givers. There's something about this thing that I really want us to get and understand. You know, and the more we do, amen, the more we can be like Jesus, amen, in all our doing. You know, so there's, there's, there's an order, amen, that, that takes place, amen, that happens when we, we get to that place in our lives, too. You know, so, so let, let me pause here. You know, and, and just again say this, because it's not always so, but all Christians must be givers. That should be a part of our nature. You know, it's not just giving on Sunday morning. That's not what I'm, I'm talking about, giving. You know, and, and we're going to look at some scriptures that might make some of us a little uncomfortable. Amen. But I want us to understand this is the nature of being a child of God. And if we're tight and if we're, we're fearful, then it, it messes up with our witness. It messes up with our opportunity. It stops us, amen, because it's, it's a mark of being like God. It's, it's the mark of being like Jesus, amen. It's being able to release and let go and give and be a blessing, amen. Where would you or I be if he hadn't been a giver? We'd be still destined for what? Mm-hmm. So, so this is, 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 is how we must emulate him, amen, in the world by becoming more like him in this area. And this is the area that challenges a lot of people because we're, we're still busy trying to, what's the word? Get. Right? I'm just being real this morning. You know, I mean, so, so we got to learn how to, Get the flow in our lives. Amen. And when I say that, I mean learn how to give to make room for more so that we can give more to others. Give more in areas of our life and the opportunities that, that come to us. Yet still being the representatives of Christ. Amen. There's another passage I want to dig into a little bit more that we haven't really done often. Or I don't see done often, I should say. In 2 Corinthians, let's put that one up. 
Amen. About being a giver. Amen. Second Corinthians 9, amen, verses 7 through 11 says, Every man according as he purposed in his heart. Pause. It's got to be in the heart. As you purpose in your heart. Sometimes we give and it doesn't come from the heart. And because it's, it's, it, we were given out of constraint, out of compulsion, out of wanting to be seen, you know, out of through pressure, you know, and, and that's not coming from the heart. Amen. So, so when as Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, amen, he's letting them know when you give, let it start there. And that's why I'm taking so much time in all these messages to help us look at all the aspects of giving. Amen. That that should be a part of our being, a part of our actions. But he said, as he purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity. I have to do it. For, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Mm. See, if it's not from the heart, it can't be cheerful. And we can try to fake it. But again, God sees. He's, he's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So you could be grinning, but God sees your heart frowning. Amen? But he said he loves the cheerful giver. Now listen to the rest of this. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So what he's saying is when you give cheerfully, when you release it, when he puts it on your heart to bless that person on the job or bless that person in your family or bless that person at the supermarket or even that person standing on the corner, they just need to get a job. Thousands of jobs out there. That ain't your business. You've been listening to the media instead of listening to the word of God. I told you I was going to make some of us uncomfortable. I ain't even gone there yet. But stop and think what he says. He said, you know, if, if, if we were doing, now how many of us would love verse number eight to be functioning in our lives? And that God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye will always have all sufficiency and all things may abound in every, to every good work. In other words, he's going to bless you so you can do the work that he wants you to do. Still not about you, right? He said, as it is written, he hath dispensed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed, now hear what he's saying here. He that ministereth, he that ministereth seed to the sower, both ministers bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So he's saying he's gonna make sure you got bread. You know, he, he's just not gonna give you and, and so you gotta pass it on to everyone. But he said, first thing he said is what? He he both ministers bread for your food. In other words, he's going to take care of your needs. Amen. All right? And then he's going to multiply the seeds that you've sown. Huh? And increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, cause, which causes 
through us thanksgiving to God. So when we do it like he wants us to do it, we'll give, we'll sow the seed, and we'll still be thanking God. Thank you, God, for blessing me. Thank you, God, for supplying my need. Thank you for making me able to be a giver. Thank you for being able to be a sower into the lives of others, into situations of others, amen, into ministry, amen, whatever it might be that God is putting in your heart or, or not even just putting in your heart, but that you see a need. See, he didn't always got to tell us what to do because he's already given us his spirit, amen. So when we see it, we should be able, ready to respond. Trusting, amen, that I'm doing this not as unto man. I want that part to sink in. I'm doing it as unto God. I'm doing it as his representative. I'm being light and salt right now. May God bless you. Huh? See, see, when you do that, you've, you've lifted up Jesus and you've humbled yourself. But when you give it like, I got to give this to you, you made it about you. See, so when you, when you give, you give in the name of Christ. Amen. And, and therefore, you're doing it as unto him. Amen. And, and we're going to see what his, how he responds to that. You know, there's a method in giving that activates a response from God. Oh, yeah, I'm going to show you. We just read part of it. Amen. It, it, it brings the multiplication to our efforts. Amen. When we learn to practice giving. It multiplies. That's what we're just reading. He said, all bountifulness to abound toward you. Amen. He's going to increase your seed, that song. Amen. And, you know, and again, it, it helps us to be free, amen, to let it flow. Right? See, I, I talked about the Dead Sea before, but we want to let it flow through us. Amen. To others. And the more we allow that to happen, the more God can send our way. Because he found somebody that's willing to be a conduit of blessing so I can bless them because I know they're not going to keep it upon themselves but they're going to be a blessing to somebody else. They're going to be a blessing. Amen. They're going to do the work that I desire them to do. Amen. So we think about this. Let's look at another passage here in Psalms 1. I mean Psalms 1 12 verses 1 through 5. It says praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generations of the upright shall be blessed. Well, that all sounds good, right? He says, wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endured forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in darkness, See, when things are troubled all around you, we still going to have light. See, light and darkness, he is gracious and full of compassion. Oh, where are we going with this? Full of compassion and righteous. Now look what it says, verse number five. A good man soweth, I mean, showeth favor and lendeth. I ain't lending nobody nothing. Is that what we feel? Lynn? <laughs> you better get a job. No. He said, he, said he, he showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Now, I'm not talking about foolishly doing stuff. But I'm talking about doing it in the spirit of God. I'm talking about doing it in your understanding. That's what I, I, I looked at this verse and said, 
with, he guides his affairs with discretion. In other words, you get emotion out of it. You get feeling out of it. And you allow the Spirit of God to be the one leading and directing and guiding you. Amen. And then in the list it goes on, but in verse number 9 below it says this, he hath dispensed, talking about that righteous man whose house is so blessed, he said he has dispensed, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endureth forever, his horn shall be exalted with honor. Why? Because he's dispensed to the poor. See, sometimes we, we, we look at the poor, amen, and Jesus said in one place, you know, he said, the poor will be with you always. See, so why bother if they're always going to be with us? No, he's not saying that. <laughs> right? That's, that's, a, that's a twist that I've heard people say before. But, no, he's saying you'll always have opportunities to bless the poor. See, because why he was saying this, because they were upset because uh, the Mary had poured the alabaster box and wasted. They said it was such a waste. That was expensive. Why was she wasted? They, they didn't know her living. They didn't know what that cost her. But they said, oh, that's a waste. And, and he said, no, you don't have the poor you're going to have. You know, because they said, well, she should have sold that and gave it to the poor. He said, no, the poor you have what you always, you always have an opportunity to bless them. Mm -hmm. But if he's saying, you only have now. She only got this moment to be a blessing to me. That's what he was saying. Seize that moment. Because we always have opportunity. Let's say it together. We always, always have opportunity. To bless, the poor. to bless the poor. Let's use those opportunities. Amen. Because when we bless the poor, <laughs> we're blessing God. Amen. Now sometimes we wonder, well, I don't know what they're going to do with that money. What's that got to do? See, it's not in your heart. You, 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 you're trying to be the accountant now. You know, that's why I read that passage and, and emphasized where he said, he sent his son into the world not to condemn the world. Right? But the world through him might be saved. So when you see that person in need or that situation arise, it's not our job to condemn them, to judge them, to try to figure out we know their life. But it's to have an opportunity that we might be light. You know, and and preventure that we may be planting a seed or watering a seed that could bring them to salvation when we do it as unto God in the name of Jesus. See, see it's all about us being who God has called us to be and freeing us up from those mindsets that have stopped us from allowing us to be a blessing because we've heard so many mindsets, and I've been guilty in times past myself. But you're getting to understand it. it's time to make a shift. And you know what? God has blessed you. Be a blessing and go on about your business. God knows the rest. God knows what they are or aren't going to do with that little bit you gave them. But you done drove away and judged them. It's not worthy. They're just going to go get high or get drunk or. I'll just take them to get something to eat. And they turn that down, so I'm going to drive away because they don't want to eat right now. They just want my money. Here it is. Huh? Come on. God. Hello? Am I talking to anybody? God didn't tell you all that. He, he just said give. He just said give. 
Y'all don't want y'all don't want to go here with me this morning. Huh? Because we all been in them places. Amen? Just look at somebody next to you and say, knock it off. You don't know their life. Right? God brought them across your path so that through your seed, you can plant a seed of Christ in that moment in their life. Everybody else might go by there and just say, you know, have a good day. Here, this is for you. You know, whatever. But you can go by there and say, God bless you. I'm praying for you. That could change their life. That could change their day. You know, you have an opportunity to do so. Amen. Don't miss the opportunity. Amen. See, this is this is 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 what the Bible is teaching us. Amen. It, it, it wants to help us to understand truth. Amen. And, and it's not giving. It's not contrary to the Word of God. Amen. It, it's it's promoted in so many different ways. You know, it's for our learning and for our growth as Christians to be Christ-like in the world. Amen. We've got to have some action behind our profession. Right? Right? And that's one of the areas that we can show forth some action as unto God, even to the stranger. We're not asking nothing, but we're giving them Christ. You know, I like how Pastor Lynn touched on the, the scripture where, you know, Peter, and they were going into the temple. And the beggar was there. He said, silver and gold have we none. Everybody else gave money. But he was still begging. Everybody else, you know, went by and gave him money. But he was still lame. In other words, money is not the answer. You know, but but money, as we looked at before, answers all things. But money gives us, gets the attention. Huh? But I like how Peter, now we can't say what, uh, unless you're telling the truth. Silver and gold have I none. Right? Now, there's been times I've seen people in need, and I seldom carry cash, so I can't just give my credit card or my bank card and say, hey, you know, that wouldn't be prudent. Handle your affairs with discretion, right? I got to be discreet. But, you know, so what can we do? We can give them the money and give them Christ. Right? Be like, be like, you know, Peter and them as they were going in the temple. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. And you ain't going to run out of that, I hope. I pray. Such as I have give I unto you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, so we, we, we always have something. We always have an opportunity Amen. To be a blessing. Amen. To, to make a difference. To bring a benefit into somebody's life. Amen. And, you know, so that, that we being set free. Amen. From these things. We, we free from fear. Free from worry. Amen. Free from all these things. Amen. And we can supply something that somebody else may be lacking. Amen. In their life. Now, just, just to, 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 to look here. Let's look at a few passages real quick. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time on them because they speak very well for themselves. Because you can't beat God-given. We've heard the song. Many of us know the song, You Can't Be God-Given. The more you give, the more you give unto you. You know how, how, how that go. But let's look what the Word says about that. 
Proverbs 19, 17 says this. He that hath pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord. In other words, when you give it to them, you're, you're lending it to God. And then it goes on to say, and that which he hath given, will he repay him again. What? You mean when I give to somebody poor, I'm, I'm giving, actually giving it to God, and, and this scripture saying that God going to give it back to me? <laughs> Do you believe that? Oh, I've experienced that. Have you? I mean, if you, not, not, but that's not the only, but he said, if you, you give to the poor, stop looking at the poor and be the, the witness, you know, and doing it as unto the Lord. Amen. In 22, 9 in Proverbs, it says this, he that hath, hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth his bread to the poor. Wow. You know, sometimes we used to call money bread. You know, but he giveth his bread to the poor. In other words, he's not withholding. Why? He, a, a bountiful eye. Proverbs 28 and 27 says, he that giveth unto the poor shall not lack. Now, this, I'm not making this stuff up. Right? He says, shall not lack. But he that hideth his eyes shall have. You don't want me to say that part? Many a curse. What do you mean hiding your eyes? Huh? You refuse to even make eye contact with them. Act like you don't even see them. That's what he's talking about, right there. Person standing right there, and you know you're improving for you, but I know it's in the house, right? Yeah, but what does it say? When you hide in your eyes, when you pretending you don't see, <laughs> he says you'll have many a curse. Stop it. Amen. All from a prayer, something. But don't just act like they don't exist. How would you feel if you know? Because none of us want to act like want people to act like we don't exist. No one likes to be ignored, especially when you're in need. Right? I'm talking to Christians. Right? This should be a part of our character, not the hiding the eyes, but the giving, the seeing, the acknowledging, the sharing of love, of our stuff. Right? Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You know, someone might be saying, well, that's all in the Old Testament, Pastor Dave. Oh, I know it's in the house. That's Old Testament teaching, right? Okay, well, let's look in the New Testament. Matthew 5.42 says this, Give to him that asked thee. Now, it gets more pointed in the New Testament. This is Jesus speaking. And they said, Give to him that asked thee from him that would borrow of thee. Turn not thou away. This is uncomfortable. Right? What you mean? They ask and I got to get. They, 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 they come in to borrow and I got to. You can't give them what you don't have. And whatever you give them in the name of the Lord, he's already let us know it's going to come back to us. Multiplied in many cases. Amen. So, so when we look at this, amen, we can't hide from the word of God. We say we believe the Bible. That's in the Bible. 
Jesus spoke it himself. So when we look at this, amen, you know, he, he's expounding again and again in Luke, amen, on, on these places. And let's look at this in, in, in the verse number Luke 6, 30, amen. Let's see what he says about, because this is another passage that we, we pull out the last verse that I'm going to read, but we don't look at the context of it all. But in Luke 30, amen, 6, verse 30 through 38, it says, Give to every man that asks of thee. This is still Jesus speaking. This ain't one of the, the, the gospel writers. This is Jesus himself. Amen. Give to every man that asks of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. He said, don't even ask for it back. Whew. This is getting rough. Right? And then he goes on, and as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have, thee, have ye? For sinners do love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. In other words, you know, I'm gonna give to him to, to Pastor Sam because I know he's gonna hook me up back. Hmm? You know, he's in my company. I, I I can trust that it's gonna come back. Amen. But these other folks, I just don't know. Oh, come on now. Verse number 34 says, "And if ye lend to them of whom ye have hoped to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. That's all you're gonna get back." Because you just, but when you give it to God, you're going to get more. Right? But, verse 35, love ye your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. Now, I don't know about y'all, but the word lend in and of itself implies there's going to be a return. Right? That's why we got lenders all over the land charging interest on top of that. But lend means it's coming back, right? But what did he just say? He said, and lend hoping for nothing again. Well, why didn't he just use the word give? Because he's testing our resolve. Hmm? He said, lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall, oh, see, y'all missed that part. He said, hoping for nothing in return because your reward is not coming from them. Right? When you're doing it as under God, it's not coming from them. It's coming from him because we just read the passage that say, when you lend to the poor, you lend unto the Lord. No, actually it said, when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. Because God will pay you back. He won't let you be in his debt. Right? Oh, he won't do that. Amen. He says, your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. What, what, what did he just say? He said, he's good to the unthankful. He's good to the evil. We should do likewise. If we're his children. We're being like our father. We're not judging them. We're not condemning them. But we're allowing him to use them. To be the light in their lives. 
But ye there, be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. See, a lot of times we use that about our wrong. Don't judge me. The Bible says judge not. But he's not, he's not talking that kind. He's talking about don't judge them, and you won't be judged. Don't judge their struggle. Don't judge their poverty. Don't judge their life. Hmm? Oh, give help us, Lord. He said, condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Now we get to the scripture we like. After we've set the stage to what he's really saying. He said, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. And with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, he said all that to say, just give, and he knows how to get it back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He got somebody that's got more than you can bless you. If we just understand. But, but that won't happen if we don't give. We can't, we can't set this in motion in our lives if we are tight and, and fearful and stingy and grudging. We, we can't set this in motion in our lives. We should be liberal. Amen. Because God, remember where we started? Let it start in our hearts. Let him that give. He said what? As <laughs> help us, Lord. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Because I, I, I'm praying that we're getting this. Matthew 10 42 says this And whosoever shall give a drink unto one of these little ones, a cup of cold water, only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. You can't miss out when you're doing it right. When you're doing it with the right heart, you, 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 you can't miss out. God sees your good works. He, he, he sees your, your purposing, amen, to be like him. And he's there to reward you on every step of the way. Not just to heap it upon yourself, but so that you can continue to be a blessing. To allow it to, you know, I, I use this phrase, amen, you can't send water through the hose without the hose getting wet. Right? And he's proven it in my life and in some of y'all lives, I'm sure. Amen. If you just allow it to flow, you'll never run dry. Because he's found somebody that he can use. <laughs> now, I know there are those that say, you know, you know, I can say, what about that person? Amen. That will take advantage of me. They take advantage of our liberality. They take advantage of our, our free-spirited giving. They, they take advantage, amen, and they, they use it for their good. Hmm. Well, just know this, that the same Lord that instructs us to be a giver knows and also sees the takers. They ain't getting nothing on, over on him either. Amen. They, they may be around you. They may be amongst us, amen, as well. And he will deal with that. It's not for us to worry. It's not for us to struggle with. Amen. So let not your heart be troubled, as it says in John 14. He said, and, and, and don't attempt to be the judge of that person. Just do what God told you to do. Amen? Look what it says in Psalms 37. Because God will take care of it. Amen? 37, 21 to 22 says, The wicked borroweth 
and payeth not again. But the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. He said, even though they, they don't pay again, they borrow. I mean, he calls that wicked. So if, if, if we like to take and don't give back, God sees that as wicked. Amen. Right? But then he goes on in the 22nd verse and says, For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. So he's talking about those that take advantage of you. He's going to handle it. He's going to deal with that. That's not for us to worry. Because he just wants us to be the light. He wants us to be the salt. He wants us to be a conduit that he can use, amen, to, to use our material to reach them spiritually. That's why I say when you do it, do it in the name of the Lord. Two things uh, that'll do. God bless you. It'll help your, your heart because it'll help you to know I'm doing it as unto God and I'm not losing, I'm winning. And it'll also plant a seed in their life. Amen. It'll sow a seed or water a seed in their life. So when you do it as unto God, you can't lose out. But you can always expect that God will do it again. Amen. Because that's the God that we serve. Free us up from having to sit. No, I'll just traffic hurry up because he's still looking at me. And I don't want to make eye contact. You know, we don't have to be that person. Right? You know, we, God, I love how it says he had compassion. He wants us to be compassionate to those around us. Yeah. Because again, we don't know their story. We can, you know, we can see them. We can, you know, we can judge them and we can make a determination whether they deserve you know, and none of those are our place to do amen God has blessed us to be a blessing and our blessing goes beyond just those in our group right last passage I want to read to you and then we're going to stand because I want to pray for us in this area in Proverbs 24, I mean 11, 24 to 26, in the Message Bible, he says this. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Curses on those who drive a hard bargain. Blessings on all who pay, play fair and square. Let's do it as unto God. I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm one of the people that I, I like my world to get larger and larger. Amen. In other words, I can be more and more of a blessing to those around us. You know, whether it's my time, my love, my finances, whatever it is. Amen. To be able to be a blessing. Amen. Because God will give it back to you. You know. In so many ways, if we would just trust him and get freed up in the area of giving. Giving is a big area. I mean, the Bible talks more about giving than it does salvation. Because it took giving to get salvation to us. Hello. Let's stand. I pray that I've said something today. To provoke you, to change 
because we're living in a time, and I can't emphasize it enough, we're living in a time that the world needs the church. And the church needs to stand up. The church needs to represent Christ and not just ourselves. We should be the ones, amen, that's shaking things up and not going along with the status quo of all the things that the, the world is thrusting upon us. So it takes us to make the difference. And this is one area that we can make a difference, you know, in our spheres of influence, right? And as we go to and fro on our daily journey, we can make a difference in the lives of those that we have the opportunity to touch. Seize those moments, amen, to lift him up so somebody might be saved. So if I've said something to you today, man, that has stirred you, challenged you,
try to make all things new yet you but we trust you that you are making a way that you will supply all of our needs as your word has said as you promised us according to your riches and glory you will not allow us Lord, to go without we trust you even as David said I once was young and now I'm old I've never All seen the righteous forsaken or see begging bread. You didn't make us beggars. You said you'd make us just the head and not the tail. The lender and not the borrower. So we thank you, God, for your word. We pray that you meet each of us where we are in this area, God, and expand our horizons. Lord, quicken our spirit when the opportunities in front of us. Help us to, to quiet our flesh and operate according to your spirit. Quiet the noise and listen to your voice. Father, we thank you as we apply your word in our living, God. We thank you for your goodness and for your grace. We give you glory right now. 